0: You think. Welcome to the iWork Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to focus on discussions that will challenge you to change the way you think about workplace ministry in your life in Christ. And today is going to be very different, but yet very similar. We've got very special guest, Charlie Martin, joining us on the air today. And we're talking about how can you use creativity to impact your community for Christ? And how do you take advantage of all those business connections and church connections you have in order to challenge your community to get involved and actually hear the message of Christ? Pastor Charlie Martin, welcome to the I Work For Him show.
1: Thank you, Jim. It's great to be with you today, and looking forward to seeing you this weekend.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. And as always, it is a pleasure to talk to you. You know, Charlie. Before we get on to talking about Jamboree and and the inspiration that God gave you all those years back on how to creatively impact your community, I really want people to hear from you. Just because you're a pastor doesn't mean that you know people just say, "Well, pastors are just automatically holy and they automatically, you know, everything is just great with them." I want to hear how is Jesus Christ making an impact. on your life today
1: well he I tell you I am just being blessed daily in my life Jim I just uh, I've I've never been uh, as excited about serving the Lord and ministering for him as I as I am I tell people I I go to bed exhausted every night I get up excited every morning and I go out expectant every day looking for what God's going to do, because he is truly opening up doors of opportunity for us in ministry everywhere I turn. Hmm. It's exciting.
0: It is exciting. And you've got this unique gift, Charlie, that, that gives you the ability to remember everybody's name and never forget it. It's just an amazing thing.
1: Uh, uh, don't put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well,
0: okay. Maybe you didn't used to forget. Maybe before you moved away, maybe you didn't forget anything. But I, that was one of the things that was always an amazing thing to me. But, you know, 44 years ago, if I've calculated it right, you got led by the Lord to Largo, Florida, back when it was still a sleepy little community compared to what it is today. How did God bring you down here. How did you get here?
1: Well, it's a, it's a roundabout story, but I was uh, I came down to Florida uh, when I was 17 years old to go to Trinity uh, College, uh, now located up in Trinity, Florida, up near Newport Ritchie. And uh, so I moved down here at 17, went four years to Trinity, graduated, went back to my hometown in El Dorado, Arkansas, where I served as a youth pastor for three and a half years in, in my home church. Uh, at the end of that time, I just sensed God creating a strong desire in my heart to begin a preaching ministry. And I went out, I resigned my ministry at the church, and I had lined up several evangelistic meetings, revival meetings all over the South, and I just took out preaching. And, uh, I started in the first week of January of 1971. And, uh, uh you know during that time god led me to a uh, a church in Pine Bluff Arkansas Emmanuel Baptist Church and there was a pastor Hill who was there in those days and i never had heard of him i don't know how on earth he heard about me because i i was uh you know i i never had even hardly preached up until that time except in jails and rescue missions and street corners and uh, But he had me come to the church, and God just gave us a great week. And there was an old man there that week from Florida who was the song leader, and he was the uncle of the pastor of that church. Somebody told me not long ago that that's the church that Mike Huckabee pastored when he uh, was in the ministry. But anyway, uh, the man who led the music uh, was blind and had been blind since age 50, and uh, he had memorized every hymn in the baptist hymnal and he was leading the music that week and after the first two services of the church we all went out for dinner one night and he said uh... he took me by the hand he he was seventy years old and he took me by the hand around the supper table that night and he said charlie i want to i want to take you home with me i'm going to call my pastor tonight and see if we can't get you to come down and do a revival meeting at our church and I said, well, what church is that? He said, First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. And I said, well, uh, I've heard of that church because the pastor of that church then, and and when I was in college, came and preached at the school one time, but I had never seen it. And uh, so he talked to the pastor that night. The next morning, he came back to the church, and... Uh, We were just in the second or third day of the revival, and he said, Charlie, the pastor wants me to get you to come preach revival at Indian Rocks whenever you can work us in your schedule. And so about two months later, I went down to Indian Rocks and preached a revival meeting, and God just gave us a great week. Uh, That that week we had several people come to Christ and and just a real moving of the Lord. And I drove home. from that revival meeting on a Friday night, drove all the way through the night and the next morning to get back to Arkansas. And I'd only been home about two hours and my phone rang and it was the pastor of the church. And he said the deacons had met, uh, that day and, and they had all agreed that they wanted me to come and be the assistant pastor of the church. And, and, and that's how I, that's how God opened that door. Jim, it was a, a roundabout way, but uh, it was a God thing all the way.
0: No, that's fantastic. Now everybody that's listening, that's here in Okay, nineteen seventy-one. They all want to know: Was Almerton under construction in nineteen seventy-one? Too was it still under construction? Was it under construction forty years ago, just like it is today?
1: <laughs> no, it was just a little. It was a little uh, two-lane uh, uh, highway out there. And as a matter of fact, we the you know the location of the church at that time. The church began in nineteen fifty-eight at uh, the elementary schools uh down uh, on Indian Rocks Road there.
0: That Anona Ab- Anona, Anona Ab- yeah,
1: know, Anona School. That's where the church began as a mission of Calvary Baptist Church of Clearwater. And um uh, and uh so uh you know that's uh, that's an amazing uh story there too. But uh, anyway then the church moved to where the Taco Bell is now over across from Burger King and then Later, the church bought five acres next door to Burger King across the street. Of course, Burger King wasn't there at that time, but right. that's where the location is. Right now it's a Starbucks. And, yeah, it's a Starbucks now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But anyway, that's, uh, that. It, it, the church began in 1958 as a mission. It became a church in 1961. We had our first jamboree. I think it was... It was either 1973 or 1974. Was the first jamboree that we ever had.
0: Well, so this year could be the 40th year celebration. So that that really goes right into my point. We got a couple minutes before our break, so I really want to talk. You've got a heart and a soul for this community. Just like now, I know you have a heart and soul for where you are up there in North Carolina. But yes, where did sir. the where did the idea ever come from for your church to reach out to the community through a jamboree celebration? Because it is you know, and growing up in Minnesota, all the small towns would have little like county fairs that kind of thing our fair our jamboree at indian rocks is bigger than any of the county fairs i ever went to in minnesota yeah so where did you you get that idea
1: we started out we started out we called it camp meeting night and uh we had people some of the people actually brought their tents and campers and all like that and slept out on the back out behind the little church all we had at that time was a little uh u-shaped uh building. Everybody, everybody in the area thought it was a motel, and on Sunday morning, because all the people parked parked their cars out behind the church, there were no cars out there. So, you know, uh, whenever I would tell people where I was the pastor, well, they would say, well, I thought that was a motel. <laughs> so I, I tried to get people to start parking around front, and I couldn't do it. So I went down to the hardware store, Hammock Hardware, and bought a bag of grass seed one day, and Scattered seed out on the back parking lot and roped it off and told people they couldn't park back there for about six weeks so we could get grass growing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everybody started saying, What are y'all doing down at that church? There's cars everywhere. And of course, it was the same cars. They would just quit parking around back and parked out front. So, uh, but anyway, we had a, it was a camp meet night. We had a quartet, the gospel quartet, and a bluegrass band that played that first. Time uh, for the camp meet night, and later on we changed the name to the jamboree, and uh, somewhere around uh, seventy-seven, seventy-eight, right along in there, and uh, we moved into a tent, and uh, you know we started putting up a tent out on the property, big big uh, circus type tent and everything, and but it, anyway, that's kind of the original beginnings.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. All right, when we come back from the break, I really want to talk about the impact that doing this jamboree has had on the community. I want to talk about how you involved the people from the church in order to make that impact cuz obviously there wasn't a lot of money in the church way back when to do it. No. And, and and so I, and I know it's grown to be a monstrous idea. Pastor Charlie, getting back to the discussion that we were started on before, you came up with this idea to do a camp meeting is what you said, and then eventually it turned into the jamboree. What was your goal in, in as a church community what was your goal in using this kind of an idea? What were you trying to accomplish?
1: Well, Jim, we, we were wanting to really draw people into a friendship circle uh, to give people a time with a great first impression. You know, somebody said you never get a second chance to make a great first impression. And so uh, we were trying to uh, come up with a night of good, clean family fun and gospel music and gospel witness for the lord and and, uh... we you know we then we started bringing food into it and we had uh... we had our church kitchen you know cooking hot dogs and hamburgers and and then we got in you know it just it just everything just developed over a period of time and uh... you know then we built uh... in nineteen seventy five we built the auditorium the big auditorium around on the front side of the building and then in 1979, we built the the gymnasium that the Nazarene Church meets in now. As a matter of fact, it's still there behind the Starbucks Shopping Center. Mm-hmm. But that we built that in 1979, and that was when we uh, had built that because we had to have it for the Indian Rocks Christian School. We had begun the school by that time, and... Uh, it was uh it, it just was a fabulous uh, uh, uh building to put on the campus but the design of the uh jamboree was to to create fellowship to have a clean christian fun family place with gospel music gospel witness and and uh, it just it just kind of took off. I mean, every year we would come up with ways to improve it. We would meet after the uh, jamboree was over. It, for the first several years, it was just a one-night thing. Okay. And uh, then uh, years later, it began to expand into we made it a weekend thing. And then thought, well, it would be a great thing to uh, start it on Friday night, you know, and then to have a, a great big saturday night and then invite everybody to church that sunday morning and then close off on sunday night so we did that for a while now i think uh we started opening it up on thursday night uh when we when we added the carnival uh idea and we just wanted the the setting of an old country fair like many people uh that grew up in small country places had you know and uh, we decided since we were going to do it we could take out uh the, the parts of the carnival that we didn't want we could, we had the uh, the privilege of choosing what we wanted and what we didn't want and uh we just wanted it to be clean wholesome fun and that's what the jamboree is all about it's it's giving people that great impression a lot of people need to know that christians just are fun loving people too <laughs> we love the lord we love our families we love our country we love our our we love largo and Seminole, and the surround beach of people, and and it just drew in people, and it was, all I did, Jim, was walk around meeting people, shaking hands, and hugging old friends, and that's just what I have enjoyed doing all through the years now, it's just been a great time, and catching up on relationships and friendships.
0: Well, and I know at, at the heart and passion of Charlie Martin is evangelism. And, and I know you wanted the people, the community, who maybe wouldn't darken the doorsteps of the church, but they would come out for a fair or carnival right. of corn fritters, you know, because the corn yep. fritters are unbelievable.
1: <laughs> you know, oh, thing, so, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. If anybody's listening out there tonight, I, it's worth the drive to come over to the Indian Rocks Jamboree and just eat some corn fritters. They are fabulous.
0: <laughs> they really, they really are. I'm looking forward to. I've, I've been. I, I think probably I'll stop eating tonight so that I've got room starting tomorrow night. Although I have uh, found as I've gotten older, I can't eat the barbecue and the corn fritters at the same time. It, they have a repeating effect. All right. So uh, it, I know that the jamboree wasn't always such a fantastic deal. I mean, now we've got I don't know. There's like 25 rides. There's all kinds of tents. There's all kinds of food from all kinds of vendors. There's lots of great entertainment, but you had the opportunity to share the gospel with thousands of people over the years that you were the pastor at Indian Rocks, and, and you're even coming back this year to share it again. What kind of impact did you see on the community in sharing the gospel? What, I mean, how did you see the church making impact on the community?
1: Well, Jim, it, it was an amazing thing because uh, it began to people began to come, and uh, of course, everything uh, you know. My, uh, th- th- something that that I came uh, came across years ago was uh, a little saying. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and uh, everything everything about my life ever since I came across that saying. And I, I somebody somebody came up with it a long time ago, I guess. But I, the first time I saw it, I mean that thing just grabbed a hold of me, and I thought. That is my, that is my slogan for my life. I, I want to go through life keeping the main thing, the main thing. I don't care what I'm doing. Everything needs to, it's just like pouring water out and it, it, it goes from wherever you pour it out down to a certain place. That's what I want to, everything I do to lead to that one place and that is to be able to introduce the gospel message of Jesus Christ to as many people as I possibly can. I am so that that's what it's all about
0: so Charlie you, you've been a pastor for well for a very very long time one of the things this show is all about encouraging workplace believers whether they're business owners or business leaders or employees in, in a business to recognize that their workplace is their mission field and exactly. that they may and that they may be the only Jesus that those people ever meet because most people don't go to church anymore I mean, the, a large majority of them don't go to church anymore so yeah. what kind of encouragement can you give to the those business owners, to those workplace believers on how to use this kind of creativity, creativity like you use to do Jamboree. Well, give a message to I mean, you're dealing with business people and people that work other places all the time. You're equipping them to take the message of Jesus into the workplace. Talk to those people now about how to use creativity to reach people for Christ.
1: Well, I want to tell you, just like you said a while ago, there's a lot of people that will come to something like the Jamboree that's out on the church parking lot, and it's in the tents, and it's in the carnival areas and uh, standing around on the street. I mean, this, that place, you can't get near that place. I, I don't even know what we have coming now, Jim, but I, I know uh, back when I was there, I know we were over the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, you know, we were attracting, I was told over 15,000 people, Over, and I know it's grown since. I mean, it it's huge, and uh, people are coming, and this if i if i were if i'm talking to the to the people in the pews i i used to tell people you know i get paid for being good but you got to be good for nothing (laughs) Uh, you know i that's the difference between the pastor and you know and people expect it from me because they look at me and they say well you're the professional you're the you're the preacher you know you're but let me tell you this it's my responsibility as a pastor's responsibility to be the leader he's to be out in front and he is to be he's to be bringing the message and bringing the purpose and bringing the focus and bringing the passion and bringing the vision and bringing the dream but it takes everybody bring in our loved ones our our children our family members our co-workers from the office our people that we bowl with and we play golf with and we go fishing with and we go shopping with it's it, you, nobody uh, you I, just like we tell people you are the only Jesus that some people are ever going to see and so you're going to have to bring them you're going to Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you to become fishers of men. And so it's every Christian's responsibility to be bringing your loved ones, expose them to happy church, expose them to a loving, caring church, expose them to the preaching of the gospel, expose them to the programs like we're going to have at the Jamboree this weekend, Mark Lowry funniest guy on planet earth the martins from cross arkansas that's that's out in my neck of the woods and <laughs> i've heard these guys for years they're no relation to me but uh uh jason crab and uh the grand old gospel opry on friday night doyle lawson and Quicksilver bluegrass karaoke i mean all this kind of stuff everything is to get people under the sound of the gospel, gym. Mm. And everybody, I tell you, buy the all the wristbands, bring all the kids, uh, bring your friends out for a great barbecue, or we've got all kinds of food out there this weekend, and meet Pastor Jeff, the pastor at Indian Rocks, and meet some of the other pastors and staff. They're going to be out there. And I want to tell you, it is one. You come on, you come one time, you're going to be hooked. I'll guarantee you.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. Now we've only got a minute left, but you've gone up to North Carolina. You, you you start. You you got involved in a church that was very very small, but you've taken the jamboree idea and applied it to the July Fourth weekend. And last year, and this and start off a little small thing. How many people did you have this year at your July Fourth celebration?
1: Well, we had we fed over. We had, we fed. According to our plates, we we fed three thousand nine hundred sixty-four people, but we had uh, we had later that night. We have our fireworks show, and we have the we have a, a five singing groups that come in on that Sunday evening. And uh, we had over five thousand people this year, and it's just a little spot up in the country up here. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> you had to draw it,
0: five thousand people. You had to draw them from like fifty miles around <laughs> where you are. So you oh, you actually blew thing you blew things up in order to attract people to Jesus. I love that. There was explosions in order to get people to come to Jesus. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Listen, I know I know you got to go. I've reached the top of the hour. Pastor Charlie Martin, thank you very much for being on the I Work for Him show and sharing from your heart on how to reach the community. And Charlie talked about how he came up with the idea to reach out to people in the community, not to get them to try to come in the doors of the church, but to use an activity, an activity like a country jamboree in order to attract people to church. And what they did is they set up tents out front and eventually got to basically providing a small town carnival in the parking lot of the church with great food, great entertainment. And of course, the truth being shared from an outdoor tent, like a camp meeting kind of thing, every weekend night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night And Indian Rocks. First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks has been doing this since 1974. So 40 years, and this weekend's no different. There's like 30 rides parked in the parking lot at our church. There's incredible food. There's corn fritters and then other things. There's usually fantastic chili, too. I really like the chili, the corn fritters, and the ribs are unbelievable. You can even get carnival food, though. You can get uh, just ridiculous things like uh, like candied apples. You can get uh, cotton candy, whatever, all that stuff. But what it does is it gets your community involved by coming onto the campus of your church, all right. But before we get back into this discussion, I got Todd T. Riley standing by. He and I are going to have a conversation about creative ways our churches can can use well, things that our churches can use creatively to attract people to Christ. I'd like to invite you, if your church is doing something creative to get people connected to your church. Call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. Listen, it's time for a book highlight segment, brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. And in fact, Karis Christian Books and Gifts has been a part of the Largo community for over 29 years, and they are located on the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo. And their store is open to the public seven days a week. In fact, this weekend, my wife Martha and her incredible staff at Karis Christian Books and Gifts is having their Christmas open house. That's right, Christmas open house. And so they'll have all kinds of Christmas paraphernalia, great Christmas decorations, manger scenes, all kinds of great books. But she's also doing her sidewalk, annual sidewalk sale. Come out, stuff starts at 50% off and gets cheaper from there as the weekend goes. I think that's right. Martha, text me if I've got it wrong. But listen, they're sponsoring a book segment. My book today is called Be Real by author Rick Bazette. You know, we live in a world of fakers. Rather than being real with each other, we present a carefully crafted persona that hides our faults and magnifies our good qualities. But inside, we long to be loved, warts and all. We long to stop hiding from each other and especially from God. With candor and clarity, Pastor Rick Bazette calls readers to a life built on authenticity. Why does he do this? Because authenticity is what attracts people to Jesus living in you. Get a copy of this book, and you can get a copy of this book with a gift card that I'm giving way for Karis Christian Books and Gifts, call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. Get a copy of this book by Rick Bazette called Be Real, because fake is exhausting. Remember, read the book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, we're talking about creative ways your church is using in order to attract people to Jesus, but without making them come through the front doors, because people are afraid of those front doors. And so if you want to call into the studio line, if your church is doing something unusual to attract people to your church, to get them involved and actually find out that Christians aren't that weird and that Jesus is unbelievable and great, call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. Todd. You've been going to church a long time. Any you know, the churches you've been involved in have they ever used creative ways to get people involved in the, in your church? Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. You we're put on me radio on the spot there, buddy. Yeah,
0: no, I didn't. I told you to put your headphones on so you could talk to me.
2: Yeah, but I didn't know what you were going to talk about. Oh, okay, but so. well, we're talking about creative ways churches
0: use to attract people to Christ. Um.
2: Well, I go to Calvary Chapel now, okay. and uh, I mean they they go out into the streets and just approach people. You know, I mean they they walk right up to them and ask them, "Do you know that uh, you know Jesus died for you and stuff?" So they're not afraid to approach anybody about that. And so they're um, actually
0: and- building relationships in the community. They also did something also unusual. They bought an old Walmart. Oh yeah, and turned it into a church, which isn't near as freaky for people to walk into as a big white church with a big white steeple and a, and a cross. So. As part of Calvary Chapel St. Pete, what are some of the things you've done that are unusual? That have, or what have they encouraged you to do as a workplace believer to, to stretch yourself and attracting people to Christ?
2: Um, mostly, you know, working in the field that I work in, in, in radio and stuff like that. It's just really showing people who I am as a person and just uh, letting Christ shine through me. Uh, to, you know, in other places that I've worked, you know, I, I work. With a lot of people that uh, definitely you your, are not Christians, you so.
0: work with the, some some tougher talk show hosts than me, is what you're saying? A little uh, yeah, rougher absolutely. around the edges, <laughs> yeah.
2: A couple of them anyway. A couple of them.
0: <laughs> All right, so if you're I know church- one of the things
2: my church does that I think is really awesome is they built a skate park on the side of the church, and they invite anybody to come. It uh, doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. They, they got a couple of rules in regards to the skate park and everything, but it's open to the public, and it's open to kids, and they want kids to come. And through that, uh, families have ended up coming because parents have come and dropped their kids off, and then they come later and pick them up and they see, uh, you know, just how welcoming they are to that. And, and people have say, hey, I got to check this church out, you know, and it's really grown that church a lot.
0: So instead of the church being worried about their liability all the time, they actually open it up and took a stretch and just trusted God and say, we're going to build a skate park because kids love to skateboard. They like oh, yeah. to the scooter jump their bikes. Is it a bike jumping place to, or just for skateboards and scooters? Uh,
2: just skateboards. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Mostly. Mostly I think skateboard. they got some scooters too, but mostly skateboards I've right. seen. And that's so.
0: Calvary Chapel Saint Pete. Now you've gone to other churches in the past. Any any other creative, unusual things?
2: Uh, I've gone to some pretty uh, in-your-face churches growing up and stuff. (laughs) My parents, uh, my stepdad in particular, was the kind that would go out in front of a place with a picket, (laughs) picket places and stuff, you know. No, we don't want to use that method. That doesn't usually attract (laughs) a lot of people to Christ.
0: You know, I've been involved with some really interesting churches in the past, and and sometimes you use, you know, non-creative ideas. I mean, Vacation Bible School is one of those things. If you do Vacation Bible School in neighborhoods, neighborhood, backyard, clubs, whatever you want to call it, that's very creative. To get people and that's obviously a summer thing although in florida be way better in january but you know it's a summer thing to get kids and just just to be able to have some fun with them do some crafts and and talk to them about christ but i don't know that that works in today's world because everybody's paranoid about their children they're not going to just drop off their kids anywhere but if your church is using a creative way to attract people to christ call into the studio line 855-265-2929 hey at calvary chapel st pete do they do a clothing ministry or food ministry or anything like that
2: uh, they do all kinds of ministries like that on a regular basis and they've got, uh, they got a bookstore there as well.
0: And but we're not talking about that on this show. No. No, we talk about Carol's <laughs> Christian books and gifts. We don't talk about anybody else's else. Okay. But, just let you know about the church itself. No, it's you know, a they're, great they're church. It's a wonderful church. And, and the pastor's really got a passion yeah. for the community. I mean, he, he really does. What's his name again? I always
2: forget. Uh, Pastor Danny. Danny. Danny
0: Hodges. Danny Hodges. Great guy. I've gone on Saturday nights just with, I guess, the neighbors that go. It's great. I, I know that our church, Indian Rocks, uses a food pantry and then also a thrift store in order to attract people to the community. They get people to donate stuff to the thrift store they sell stuff in the thrift store ridiculously cheap they use any money they make to send it off towards missions but it gets people exposed to the the church and the body of Christ at first Baptist Indian rocks
2: awesome and yeah I know go. one of the things we do um every year that we turn our parking lot since it used to be a Walmart we've got that enormous Monstrous parking, parking lot. lot they turn it into um a special Christmas Uh, concert event and everything right out there in the parking lot and just welcome anybody. And uh, it's usually that parking lot is slam-packed with people Mm -hmm. that so many people come there that don't normally come and everything. It's a big event. People love the music. Really brought a lot of people into the
0: church from just that alone every year. Hmm. So Oh, that's cool. No, I mean, and that's so huge. As churches out there in our community, we've got to stop thinking the old way. And and as business people involved in the church, we need to help our churches be more creative in how we reach out to the community. Because if you're in business, you already know that if you do the same marketing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, you get sooner or later, you get diminishing results. You have to change it up. And the churches need to change it up, too. I mean, Jesus... Addressed and ministered to people differently every time he met somebody different. He he touched him in a different way. He talked to him a different way. You know, Zacchaeus was up in a tree. Lazarus he rose from the dead. I mean, he did all kinds of diff- different methods of re- of reaching people. The church needs to be creative, and, and that's a huge thing. So when we come back after the break, I, I, call into the studio line if your church is doing something unusual to reach people in your community, call in. Let us know. 855-265-2929. We also have that gift card for Carers Christian Books and Gifts to give away so you can get a copy of Be Real by Rick Bazette.
3: Proverbs 8.6 Listen, for I shall speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will produce right things. In business discussions, do you speak first or listen? During business meetings, don't be too quick to speak. Allow the leader to establish the ground rules and give others a chance to express their viewpoints. Use this time to take notes and refine the points you want to make later. Focus on building a logical argument that covers both the pros and cons of the subject. Jot down a short outline and notes to keep organized. Then, when you're fully prepared, jump into the discussion. Confidently cover your points supporting your position with necessary information. If others disagree, ask them to explain their reasons. Listen to their input and consider your response before you reply. Again, take notes. If you believe their objections are invalid, return the discussion to the facts that support your position. If you're wrong, graciously concede. Follow these rules and your value in meetings will increase. Proverbs 8 6, listen for I shall speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will produce right things.
0: And this last fifteen minutes, Todd Todd T. Riley, my engineer and I, we just had a little bit of a conversation about his church, which is Calvary Chapel St. Pete, and the creative ideas they're using. I started off talking about First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, who uses a jamboree, basically a country. County Fair, in order to attract people to the, to the church and introduce them, make sure they understand it's not scary. Now, Todd, you missed an incredible ministry at Calvary Chapel. There's one other thing they do that is the most unusual in the community. Did you think about what it is? They do something really cool for people.
2: Well, I know they teach English to people who need it. That's a huge thing. That
0: was one I didn't know about.
2: Yeah, so English as a second language. Yeah.
0: How about the car repairs? They huh? do. They do free car repairs. At your church. I didn't know that. They do. They have a car repair ministry. And that's something that's huge. A car repair ministry, if you want to reach out to your community, there are all kinds of single moms that, that they just don't have money. And they're actually, they're actually doing that at your well, church. Well, I do know
2: they help people out like that. They do that a lot. They yeah. do a lot of things like that for people that don't have money and have a need and everything. They take care of that need for them and stuff. They have a special fund just for that that people give to you all the time. And uh, they do missions like crazy.
0: Yeah, no, that's a cool thing. But but in the community, one of the things that I like to challenge people to is, is to actually think, look at your neighborhood. You know, we got to be creative because, you know, I live in a neighborhood full of, of 30 families. And not many of them go to church. Some of them believe in God. Some of them don't, but they all trust my wife and I. They all trust Martha and I. And and we like to reach out in our community. We love our neighbors. So we've got 30 families that we live with some months and some months they're on vacation or they're off and they don't, they live here on vacation, but they, we just love to reach out to them in love. And one of the things that we do it, that we need to do more of is invite people over for dinner. We don't do enough of that. Food is the greatest segue to just being Real to people and exposing them to Jesus just by being a servant. So, Todd, do you ever done anything creative like that in your neighborhood to reach out to people?
2: Me personally, no.
0: Okay, well, now you need to start to try. Okay, Todd T. Ross is going to work on an idea on how to reach out to his community. But you know, one of the things that that Martha and I have done is just try to serve in our neighborhood if somebody needs help we have neighbors that are some of them are a little older some of them are a little younger but how can we serve can we babysit uh, that we love to do that is, is there somebody needs a, a, a help with repair on their home or something like that maybe even their groceries carried up there's always ways to help serve our neighbors need help so todd do you live in a big community small community i live in a pretty good good sized community so you've got neighbors next to you
2: yeah yeah i live in the uh, historic district downtown
0: so do you know St. the Pete. names of your neighbors on all four sides of your home? Yep. Sure do. Okay. So if what are some of the creative things you've done to let them know that you're a Christ follower? I got Todd on the spot now. It's good. <laughs> yeah, you I did do. not I did not <laughs> prep him. I did not prep him, but I know that this is I mean so I want you to think about that because we all need to be thinking about that. You know, I'm a, I'm amazed that some people that live in neighborhoods they don't even know their neighbors names. And, and we can't impact our community for Christ. We can't let them know the truth about who Jesus really is if we don't even know their names, and we need to know what their needs are. And I'm not saying I've done this perfectly because I have not. I have made I've done stupid things in my neighborhood. I've had to apologize for things, but I love my neighbors and I do anything for them. And, and I think that they know that now, even with my abrasive fashion. You know, I'm kind of a you know. Black and white brick is like the way I describe myself. So, what are something? What's something you could do, Todd, between now and Christmas time to impact your neighbors right around either side of you?
2: Uh, I could definitely help out around their yards or something like that and ask him if they need any help and uh, pitch in and something in that situation. Yeah, you're a you sprightly
0: young man. you got all kinds of energy. Yeah. I, I mean, I've
2: have helped my neighbors out with a few things uh, across the street from me. I've helped him fix his fence before and, and stuff like that, You See, know, whenever they needed it. And,
0: in Minnesota, it was easier because to be creative in order to have a conversation with somebody in the wintertime, there was always somebody that needed a, a driveway plow. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could always go in and, and help somebody shovel their snow. That was Everybody was always looking for help, especially when it was a big snow storm and you know i was at a snowblower because i was done shoveling snow by the time i was in my 30s i had had enough but you know down here you have to be a little more creative because people don't wash their cars enough um by the way yours was dirty i noticed it in the parking lot people yeah, it's always dirty yeah <laughs> so i mean we have to use those creative ideas but you know what are the, some other things you know we're not getting the callers into everybody must be sleeping or something like that they're not calling in today but what we what we wanted here was is your church doing anything creatively? attract people to Christ, I know that some churches will go out and clean a community park. Yeah, I've seen that done. And while they're picking up the garbage, whether they're doing it in a roadside ditch or in a community park, they do that kind of stuff and they look for opportunities just to meet people. You don't need to meet them smack them over the head with a Bible. You need to meet them and say, hey, did you know that God loves you? I just want to let you know I'm cleaning this park because God loves me and love me enough to die for my sins and to be my Savior, I'm cleaning up the park. You don't have to pound people over the Bible. You also could just say, hi, hey, I'm from First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. I'm from, you know, the Calvary Chapel, St. Pete. I'm cleaning up the park because I love you. I mean, there's some creative things to be done. So, you know, what are some other things? i I got a list of things in front of me, Todd. Anything else come to your mind of things you could do creatively in your neighborhood?
2: Heck, man, you could organize a
0: beach cleanup. Always nice around here. Beach cleanup. I like to spend some more time on the beach. Great. I'm going to go clean at the beach. And I'm telling you, when my wife go on walks on the beach, there's always garbage to be picked up. That's my point. Certainly on Monday mornings after a long weekend, there's always stuff to be cleaned a up. A
2: little time at the beach, and you're cleaning it at the same time. And you can get some Bonus. exercise.
0: Bonus exercise. All right. Other creative things. You know, one of the things I, uh, you know, food, food is a great attractor. If you want to really attract people to Christ, feed them. You know, offer free food, and really, I would like to tell you, stop trying to drag people to church on their first exposure. Just maybe get them to come to your home, where you can just offer a simple prayer over dinner and have a great conversation, just honest conversation, so they know that you're not a freaky Christian, that you're just somebody that loves them was reaching out to them. That, that's something super important. Uh, Todd, anything else come to mind? I know we're running out of time. I got Todd nothing. Todd's got nothing. I got he's, nothing. He's man. got nothing. But it was, good. <laughs> it was a good conversation. We both go to great churches that are trying to reach the community. And I know there's people listening today that also go to churches that are reaching their community. So email me tonight, jim at iWorkForHim.com, with those creative ideas. Tomorrow night on the iWorkForHim show, tomorrow night and Friday night, we will be at First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks in Largo, live at the Jamboree Celebration, where they expect somewhere close to twenty-five to 30,000 people on campus this weekend I'm going to be interviewing Christian business people that go to our church who have a testimony to share of encouragement to you. So tune in tomorrow night, live, on location, or come see us, First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Of course, we will be right outside Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Yes, I have an in there. And so we're going to do our show live from there. So tune in. Tomorrow night, we've got Tom Beckwith with Beckwith Electric talking about how Obamacare is killing his company and how he's been fighting back against some of those things that really just attack our faith in Christ right there in the healthcare bill. And we've also got Chris's carpet cleaning talking about how they use, how God is using them each and every day as they clean up after people each and every day. All right, the I Work For Him show is all about purposely equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in a workplace. So I want you to ask yourself, are you a Christ follower? Have has, has there ever been a time in your life where you asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior and your Lord, where you turned over control to Him? I'm telling you, it's the best decision I ever made. Hey, if you want to know more about this, email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at I work for him.com You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.